the following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Events occur in fake time. Wrong. Happy Tuesday. It is December 14th, 2021, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. And trust me, we are going to have way more fun than we had uh, yesterday. Look, we had a lot of serious stuff to cover yesterday, a lot of shit that is out there that, that you know, I kind of had to go through. But I'm still feeling a little angry. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know why. I think it's because I haven't had a good night of sleep in a couple of days. And I've got to tell you, your emotional control, your ability to like control yourself, maybe this is just a penchant that naturally angry people tend to have. But I really noticed the difference between getting a good night of sleep and getting a bad night of sleep in terms of how patient I am and how likely I am to just absolutely fucking lose it on, you know, just about anything. And today was one of those uh, absolutely fucking lose it on everything kind of days. So I think we have to do it again, chat, which is deep breath. Namaste. I will try to get more than three hours of sleep tonight for for the show tomorrow. But, you know, alas, we're going to have some fun tonight because I've been listening to, okay, so I tend to listen to uh, a lot of Orlando radio around here. And by a lot, I mean a lot of one station that I'm particularly a fan of. And it turns out, just so happens to be the fact that, you know, they're the best around here. Now, I did something that I kind of wish I didn't do, and I'm also kind of glad that I did at the same time, which is that today I ventured out a little bit to do some market research, and god damn are there some uh, terrible talk radio shows at it, out out there, not just in Florida, but you know, in, uh, in everywhere. And there's this one radio station around here, I'm not going to name names around here in Orlando, that's uh... I, pr- I probably should name names. Just burn the bridges instantly, but I'm I, I'm not going to. But they're like uh, they're like an all American kind of conservative radio station that's trying to be entertaining, and it's just not good, man. It's not good. And conservative radio fucking sucks. It's lifeless. It's soulless, and, and I can just feel the lack of energy. It's just bad energy, man. It's awful. And I learned a lot today by listening to it, actually, which is that, you know, I, I, I try to be somewhat entertaining. It's, it's a lot easier with, you know, on the Thursday show with everybody else here. But 
nonetheless, I try to be at least somewhat entertaining, and I like to have some fun with you guys as we kind of go through all the shit and all this crap that happened throughout the day and the week. But all these conservative talk radio shows, even ones that are on major stations around here, are just they're soulless. They're lifeless. They're... They're just talking. They're so damn full of themselves. It's it's just full of inside jokes all the time that I can't imagine that anybody that's not on or in on the inside joke would listen to that and go, oh, yes, great, great radio. They spend so much time sucking their own dicks that just giving each other reach arounds all the time that I, I have a really hard time imagining how anybody even listens to this shit. And then I look at the ratings did a little bit of research on the ratings and then it turns out that these stations are all not even rated high enough to make it into the top 20 of all of the the stations around here locally and you know that that explains a lot somehow that explains a lot (laughs) so that's just my uh journey into venturing out and doing some market research today and seeing what the uh seeing what the outside radio world has to hold and to teach me what not to do because God, if look, if I ever become that lifeless and that soulless and I'm just sitting here, I look, I can't even reach. I can't reach my head down far enough to suck my own cock that hard. But you know, if that's ever what we end up being, then please God, just bring me out back and end it all. And we'll be done with it. But I would like to think that we're having a little bit of fun because it is, of course, uh, we have a special edition of the show tonight. And I have to say that uh, most people that are cat owners, I have a feeling that they know this particular fact that we're about to learn about their cat. And it's Psycho Cat Tuesday. No, no. Actually, that doesn't sound too bad. But there is a study out from researchers at the University of Liverpool over in the UK from John Moore's University. And again, I bring this back to the uh, the theory that most cat owners know this already, which is that if your cat was a person, that cat is very highly likely to be a uh, psychopath. Look, I just ripping the band-aid right off sorry your cat's probably a psycho i i hate to let you in on this fact but you know your 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 cat's a psycho more than likely if they were a human this came from a survey from pet owners to rate their cat's level of psychopathy as defined by human psychological standards. This study was published in the Journal of Research in Personality in the December issue, and it revealed that most cats fall somewhere on the spectrum of psychopathy. And it's a 46-question survey. They have very key factors that, you know, you can kind of scroll through it. It's kind of like when you take one of those personality tests, And you know how they give you options or they'll give you a statement and they'll ask you how likely it is that you agree with it or whether or not you very heavily agree or very heavily disagree. And there's a whole bunch of different scales on, you know, to that effect. And this particular study, in fact, I'll start reading out some of these questions. There are options such as does not describe my cat well, describes my cat slightly well, describes my cat moderately well, and you know, so on and so forth. And this study was first done by 549 participants. And it turns out that these researchers 
look, to just get a feel of what the data looks like, they conducted these tests on their own cats. They, Because you would assume that their owner probably knows their own cat. And they used the same scale that they test humans with in a human psychopathic scale. And they just kind of reworded and kind of reframed some of the questions so that they applied to, so that they applied to a little old kitty cats. 46 questions. They ask questions such as whether to rate if your cat torments their prey rather than killing it straight away. If the cat dominates other neighborhood cats, like chases them, picks fights with them, is undeterred by punishment, which means that they'll repeat behaviors that they're scolded for, and vocalizes loudly for no apparent reason. Hey, no! Stop it! You're a psycho! Stop meowing! Their responses were documented on that aforementioned uh, five-factor scale that I talked about. Uh, Researchers also added human unfriendliness and pet unfriendliness to their scale to create the Cat Triarchic Plus, a tool to measure feline psychopathy. So they even had to come up with a new scale for it. You have to take this test and your cat will get a psychopathic cat rating on the Cat Triarchic scale. And it does turn out that the survey emerged from an organic source, they say, which is cats owned by the researchers themselves. And I imagine... This is one of those situations where uh, if you think that 549 cats is enough to get an accurate data size, then, you know, you'll think or you'll believe that if they were to do this experiment on a larger scale, me personally, I'm, I'm not really entirely convinced or am totally sure about the fact that 549 participants is adequate enough for a good sample size, right? Not entirely sure about that. However, uh... They're they're cats. It's it's probably fine, and it's not like we didn't know this already. Like you already think that your cat's a fucking psycho when they do shit, and you know every response to this, every uh, most of the social media response has been that you know oh I wouldn't want my cat to be a person, otherwise he'd be a psycho. Yeah, well look, it, according to the data, not you know the kitty study data. Don't clip that and use that against me. But not according to the kitty study data. Uh, Most people would be, or not most people, but uh, a decent amount of people are psychos. You've probably interacted with a couple of them in your life. And so uh, it turns out that when you use that same scale and measure it against uh, cat behavior, then it turns out that uh, most cats are psychos. One of the researchers said, it is likely that all cats have an element of psychopathy as it would have once been helpful for their ancestors in terms of acquiring resources such as food, territory, and mating opportunities, which makes sense. I mean, if you go back to if you go back to like Egypt, then, uh, you know, they they revered cats. Cats were literal gods to them. And when a poor little kitty cat today sees one of their ancestors being legitimately worshipped by these people, by these uh, ancient Egyptians, then, you know, how, how can you not develop psychopathy? <laughs> so uh, do let me know what you think about this. Do you kind of agree? And does it all kind of put it into place in your head as to how your cat acts? And does it make sense that your cat is probably a psycho? Please do leave a comment. It is, of course, uh, at 
simulation radio on everything, which if you're listening live, by the way, I am I'm trying to pump up the live numbers. The podcast numbers and the YouTube videos seem to be they're they're doing okay. They're starting to go up a little bit. But if you're watching one of those YouTube videos or if you're watching or listening to the podcast of the stream, then be sure to subscribe to youtube.com slash simulation radio Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. All three of those days at 7 p.m. Eastern is when we do the live shows. You can hang out in the chat, uh, leave a comment, leave some questions, and we'll uh, we'll we'll sit back, we'll lay back, and we'll have a good time. Another thing that I should probably be promoting is the ability to call or text the show, which is at 407-796-2334. It's it is unfortunately only available in the U.S as of now but look send a text message leave a voicemail do all of that stuff and you can have your voice heard and make sure that uh your comments get right on through and we'll we'll just we'll hang out we'll have a good time uh and you know so on and and so forth so also be sure to follow at simulation radio on all of the social medias as well it is instagram dot com slash simulation radio more than likely you're using the fucking uh app on your phone in which case you just press that search bar just type in i don't even know if you have to type in the at symbol the ampersand is that fuck i don't know if that's the ampersand or if that's like the and symbol whatever whatever knowledge knowledge is hard but it is at simulation radio on all of those things or just slash simulation radio. If you're on a laptop or you're on your computer or whatever the fuck it is that you're trying to do, uh, follow it there. Do boast a lot of stuff there. That's probably the most active thing. It is also simulation radio on Twitter and Facebook do stream live on Twitch too. Speaking of which, uh, I will be covering a story of some, uh, some, really annoying Twitch streamers that got banned from the platform uh, after the break, and we'll do eye on social media over there as well. So we got some, got a lot of good stuff to cover tonight. We're going to have a little bit more fun. <sighs> take a breather. Take a breather. Calm our asses down. Oh, God, today. Do you know what happened today that almost made me lose my shit? And please, I want to know, uh, you guys out there, let me know. Leave a comment as to... If you have particular buttons that can be pushed on you to cause you to lose your shit, because look, I know everybody has them. Some people might not uh, know exactly what they are on themselves, but everybody's got them. And one of those things happened to me today, which is that uh, so the studio right outside the studio, I, we're upstairs. Unfortunately, I'm in the room that faces the street. Most of the, most everybody else that lives in the simulation radio complex, if you can even call it that, uh, they live in rooms that face towards the backyard. And so they do not have to hear the ridiculous honking and the noise of the garbage truck as it goes by. Because in our neighborhood, yeah, this might be a little too much information. Uh, look, I j might get doxxed now. But, you know, it... it in case I do get doxxed, then it, 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 it was worth it. Hey! Hey! Leave me alone. I'm just trying to not freak out about the trash people. So, uh, there are these two cars 
that were being blocked by the garbage truck and these two cars uh one of them in front of the garbage truck and the way that our neighborhood is set up by the way i i will put a side pin in that the way that our neighborhood is set up is just really stupid because people can park on the street like completely up and down the street and especially in the street next to us where people can park on both sides of the street and it's just a one lane it's a one fucking lane road that is ridiculous to navigate if you're driving and there are these two cars in front of the garbage truck today this is at about one o'clock i was just getting back from lunch having to go back to work at the office you know the home office which is just peeking behind the curtains just right right across the right right over there right over there but these two cars block the garbage truck in and it ends up being a situation for like 20 minutes where none of these cars can move there's one car trying to go up the street one car trying to go down the street and the garbage trucks just sitting there he's trying all he's trying to do is collect the damn garbage like fuck which if you've ever walked on a street on garbage day it smells like shit and i can't imagine that that contributes to the bad mood at all or maybe it's just the no getting getting no sleep thing Uh, i don't know it could be any one of those but these two cars are blocking the garbage truck in and rather than, you know, try and be productive and maybe have one of these cars like move out of the way or like back up or the other car drives to back up or and somehow let the garbage person get through. Maybe somebody can reverse and back into one of the driveways for a brief second. But no, instead, what they do is they sit there and they hog their fucking horns. They and it's not even one of the, you know, the little little pity uh little pussy honks where they go beep 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 beep. no they slam slam the fucking horn and leave it slammed and this goes on for 20 minutes this goes on for 20 minutes until it stops and my god if i did not have to get back to work i and if i was just a little bit angrier if i was at like a nine out of ten instead of at an eight out of ten today then that would have been it somebody would have had to get a what the fuck are you doing and can you please cut this shit out I really do not understand how people that live in cities like I'm sure that there are a lot of you listening that live in cities that actually live in the downtown or metro area of wherever you're at. And this is just your life. And my God, my fucking God, I do not understand how any of you do it, because if this happened one more time that day, I probably would have just would have fucking ended it all right there. Just right on the spot. Just pulled it out right there. Bullet in between the eyes and pieced it out from this world i no longer would like to exist in the world where that is possible so what are your buttons uh that kind of set off your anger or your impatience because i know that everybody has a lot of them even maybe not a lot of them i'm sure more patient people do not have as many as uh less patient people i'm just saying maybe i'm admitting to being a less patient person but that's that's how it is that this is what we have to calm down from today i'm gonna try and get a good night of sleep tonight so that i'm less angry so that i'm less fucking frothing at the mouth tomorrow all right we do have a couple more things to get to before we go to break because there is a mother out there and the story is from the new york post there's a mother from missouri who is 48 years old and you would think that if you're a middle-aged woman right depends on your life situation but 
I can see a world where if you're a middle-aged 48-year-old woman, then maybe you want to relive the glory days, right? Because, you know, the, those are your best times. Those are the best times for everybody is, you know, the, the college days where you get to go and have fun and party. All right. Yeah. Party time. It's college. But this 48-year-old Missouri mother is facing jail time because she admitted to stealing her estranged daughter's identity in order to secure loans and enroll in college. So this 48-year-old mother, and I'll show you a picture of her because it's curious whether or not, and I'm really curious as to what you guys think, if you think that this 48-year-old mother looks like she could pass off as an early 20-something college student, because that's exactly what she did. Maybe she's trying to relive the glory days. She just really wants to go back to college and fuck hot college guys. You know, that I'm not I'm not trying to get into the head of this logic here, but it seems that seems fairly airtight to me. Convince me I'm wrong. Her name is Laura Oglesby. She's 48 years old and she posed as her daughter for more than two years in an elaborate scam that fooled both the federal government and locals in the small town of Mountain View, Missouri. So this occurred for two years. She posed as her daughter for two years and got away with it. Nobody questioned this. And she was, of course, uh, arrested after she uh, applied for a social security card in her daughter's name in 2016 this actually was not the thing that caused her to be arrested because in 2016 she applied for it in her daughter's name and she just casually got it in the mail she got her daughter's social security card in the mail after uh just applying for it she even started seducing unsuspecting men in their early 20s who had no idea that oglesby was almost two decades older than she said she was. And I will, trust me, I will show you guys the images of this 48-year-old woman. And I want you to tell me if you think that it is possible in the slightest that she could get away with this for two years. For two years? My God. According to the chief of the Mountain View Police Department, he said everyone believed it. She even had boyfriends that believed that she was age 22 and she fooled everybody. She fooled everybody. There are actually a couple pictures here that, you know, look really filtered up. And I OK, here's the thing. And this is a breaking or kind of a quintessential part of the story here, which is that. If she's a 48-year-old woman and she does not take very good natural pictures that would indicate that she was 48 years old, then maybe, just maybe, there's technology for that. Because as we all know, on social media, there's this little thing called filters. And that is exactly what she used to butter up some of her photos so that she could pose as a 22-year-old. And that's the suspicious part, because... Despite the fact that she can get all these good little little thoughty social media posts, then that still does not explain the fact that she was able to fool people in person. She posted some of these photos on her Snapchat account and posed with an array of youthful filters over her face. Of course she did. 
She adopted a completely younger lifestyle, clothing, makeup, and personality. She had assumed, completely assumed, becoming a younger person in her early 20s. Do you guys remember that Lindsay Lohan movie, like a 13 going on 30? No, no, no. It was Freaky Friday, the one where uh, she swapped places with her mother. And I'm sorry, lady. What the fuck is your name? Lauren Oglesby? Laura Oglesby, who cares? Look, I'm sorry, you will never become Lindsay Lohan. That is just, that's not how this works. That magic does not exist in real life, despite the fact that you could probably classify social media filters as magic in real life. I mean, sure. She applied for financial aid and received $9,400 in student loans, almost six grand in Pell Grants, and almost two grand in finance charges and she even worked at the local mountain view library where locals knew her as lauren hayes which is her daughter's name <sighs> my god my god this is sick all right now it's time to uh show you guys some of these photos however let me first tell you how she got caught, because investigators did eventually approach her, recognizing her name, who initially denied stealing her daughter's identity. However, it's reported that she subsequently broke down and admitted to the fraud. So the local officials, they kind of remember, oh, hey, uh, somebody with this name, I, I think they might have went missing or they kind of disappeared at some point. The real daughter has not yet spoken on or spoken out about her mother's scam or how their relationship deteriorated. Under the terms of her plea agreement, Oaklesby must also pay 17 and a half grand in restitution to Southwest Baptist University in Missouri and to her daughter. She is facing five years behind bars without parole after pleading guilty to one count of intentionally providing false information to Social Security. And look, social security fraud's big. They will, they'll fucking, they will hammer your ass to the ground for that shit. They'll get you. All right, now, now it's time where I get to uh, show you some of the photos and let you be the judge of this because I don't know, I don't, I don't see it. So this is the photo from the Mountain View Police Department, and obviously you can tell that yeah, she's, I, I, I can see it. She's probably a forty-eight-year-old woman. That's kind of what it appears to me. Of course, she's got her little fucking cat tiara on because somehow, even after being caught, even after the jig is up, she's still really going for this. And she's still uh, just really, really trying to hammer this in about her just wanting to be a 22-year-old woman. Woman. Here's her uh, posing for a selfie during the time that she was living under her daughter's name. And this this one actually doesn't really look like that there were any filters on it. That that's kind of just good selfie mechanics, right? I mean, you guys know good selfie mechanics. That's kind of what happens. You, look, the the trick is, is that you got to get the phone like right, right above so that you get a good angle. And, you know, kind of like I do sometimes where you look, I, you can't see any of the fucking fat that's under my face. And that's kind of the similar thing that this woman did. Of course, the benefit that she has as a woman is the ability to cake herself with makeup and probably just get a good-looking photo. This particular photo, I think, could pass as a 20-something-year-old woman. Oh, here's the filter. Here's the, the cat filter. Of course, she's wearing a, a Girls Just Wanna Have Fun t-shirt if you can read that backwards if you're checking out the video if you're listening to the podcast then man you're missing out on on this hilarity and you should really 
really join the live show at 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday through Wednesday. But regardless, uh, I'm if you can't see it, then just trust me on this one. The filter photos, they really do look convincing. They they do. I swear to God, you look at only these social media posts and I I can believe it. I can believe it too. But then the problem is, is that she fooled so many damn people. She fooled just about her entire community and got them into thinking that she was just this 20-something-year-old woman who was going to college and fucking hot guys and doing doing the business. But alas, this is the photo that uh, that, which is the same photo that we got from her capture after she was surrendered to the Mountain whatever, Mountain View Police Department, uh, she admitted to using the identity of her estranged daughter. She spent more than two years doing this. She's seen at left in a photo from the time of her scam and at right in her mugshot. So the mugshot is on the right. The picture on the left was from when she first got captured. And uh, yeah. Yeah, look, you take off all the makeup and you get rid of all the fucking social media filters and you get rid of all the, the, the cutesy little Snapchat filters. Don't I look so good right now? Then, yeah, you're a fucking 48-year-old woman. That's that's how, that's how it works. But I just want to go to college and just relive the things that I didn't get to do. Now, sorry, that's not how it works. You don't get to assume your daughter's identity, despite the fact that she might have fallen out of your life. She's still a real person out there, by the way. It's not like she fucking died. Look, maybe it would be one thing if she, you know, actually, that would probably be harder to defraud Social Security if you're just trying to apply for the Social Security card of a dead person. That might raise a couple of red flags. Just just, just maybe. Maybe that's just me, but that seems fairly difficult. But, yeah, now that you guys have seen the photos, let me know your uh, verdict on this. Do you think that she kind of had it in her? Do you think that she had the appearance to pass as a 22-year-old woman? Or do you think that uh, maybe the people that were directly in her life or the people that she fooled are kind of dumb? And if this didn't raise any red flags with them that, uh, you know, she's clearly not a 22-year-old woman, then uh, let me know whatever side of the spectrum that you end up falling on. One of the things that I'm curious about, by the way, I'll, I'll finish up with this before we go to break, which is that I still have nightmares of being in school sometimes. There are times where I like wake up in the middle of the night and have had a bad dream about it's always one of two things. It's either A that I missed class or B I'm just sitting there naked in the middle of the of class. It's it's either one of those two things. Those are the recurring school nightmares that I think everybody has at some point and you don't want to relive that, right? You're fucking 48 years old, aren't you past this? I mean, obviously, if you're just going to school to uh, not really learn and just have just have a good time, I, I just want to be a sexy co-ed. I mean, if that's all you're going for, then uh, sure, sure, knock yourself out. She lasted two years doing this, and she got a lot of funding from grants and stuff, too, so... I, I don't know. Sure. Look, even now at almost 29 years old, the idea of going back to college or going back to school and like fucking doing schoolwork just God damn, that makes me want to fucking blow my brains out. I, I, look, I guess the promise, the allure of a good time is just better than 
being a 48-year-old woman. Uh, I'm Not that being a 48-year-old woman is bad. I mean, this woman clearly does not enjoy it. But look, there's plenty of benefits to being a 48-year-old woman, which is that you're wiser and you have all the life experience of maybe living that at one point. But maybe she didn't get to and she needed to do it for the first time. So when we come back, we've got eye on social media. I've got plenty of just juicy, juicy stuff to cover. A Twitch streamer who I'd like to think that nobody really likes very much because he's kind of a hypocrite. But I mean, look, we we know the Twitch demographic. They're all people that are generally on his side, which is that, you know, uh, rules only apply to everybody else and not to me. And, uh, you know, just eat the rich and uh, literally want to just eat AOC's pussy all day. That's kind of the demographic that we're dealing with. Plus, Instagram is instituting some new rules, which I think is positive to help maybe curb and protect teens on social media. And there's a reality TV star who got her break on 90 Day Fiance, who is making money on social media in the most cringeworthy and the most e-girl thoughty way. And we will cover that when we come back. Simulation Radio. I'm really getting in the holiday spirit, and I hope that uh, all of you guys are also kind of at least somewhat getting in the holiday spirit, because I would like to give a couple of uh, programming notes here really quickly, which is that uh, here's here's our holiday schedule. So regularly, if you are a Simulation Radio follower, which if you're not, then you should be it's at Simulation Radio on everything. Come have some fun with us. And me most of the time but on thursdays with all of us but quick programming note which is that uh the holiday days of the week actually fall fairly conveniently on days of the week that we would normally be doing the show and look i know that uh most radio shows are taking the holiday break they're taking a a vacation they're just uh taking a their sweet old time taking some time off but not me i will be with you uh, for the whole holiday season. So next week, we've got the 20th, 21st, and 22nd, and of course the 23rd, which is my birthday. So the very interesting show next week will be a... It'll be a fun birthday show. I really hate celebrating my birthday, by the way. Uh, we're supposed to go to like a strip club this weekend to celebrate, but I, I don't know if I'm really feeling that, that kind of energy anymore. And fortunately, we have another, uh, Terry, one of our other roommates who you've heard on the show before, um, he had a birthday yesterday, and so we're kind of dual celebrating both of our birthdays this weekend. And I, th- I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna drop out of that because I just, I'm not feeling the energy. I know that we talked about it on the simulation, pa- uh, simulation radio Patreon show uh, a couple weeks ago about how I kind of came to terms with the fact that you know, look, I am allowed to have one night of fun and go just get fucked up for one night and then go back to being sober. But I don't know if I'm feeling that anymore. I think I'm, uh, excuse me, 
I think I'm feeling a different kind of energy. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I'm smack dab in the middle of like grinding my ass off and I'm seeing hard work kind of awarded a little bit. And I don't know that I hate to go back to that same point, but I just don't know if that's energy that I want to be a part of right now. So I'm thinking of I'm thinking of skipping out on it. But we'll we'll talk about this on I'll talk about this on Thursday with the guys and see what uh, kind of see where everybody's heads at potentially. Or we might just save it for the Patreon show this week, which, uh, by the way, you can subscribe to if you would like to support all of the content that we've got. Look, it's hard work and I don't make a lot of money doing this right now. That's kind of why I'm grinding my ass off so that one day uh, we can make some money from this. But if you would like to contribute to that, then look, I'll, I'll show you guys the overhead shot again. I I spent like five grand, not even that much, probably like three grand of my own money from like fucking working stupid jobs on the whole studio. And I put my own money into that. I kind of invested into it because I, I want to have a good time with you guys. And I would like to have maybe make this sustainable one day. And one of those ways that if you so choose, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to or that I will love you any less. But if you just so happen to want to go to simulation ra- or patreon.com slash simulation radio, there are three tiers. I am reworking the tiers because uh, there I, I do kind of want to change things around a little bit. But regardless, uh, just for just for five bucks, you get access to the simulation radio Patreon show, which is where the whole crew all of us here at the the station, quote unquote, will we're sitting down having a good time, and uh, you can you can be part of that. We talk about some behind the scenes stuff. We get to a lot of plans for the future. Uh, very funny stories that happen to occur throughout the week to all of us. It it's a good time. At least you know I think we had a good time last week. But you can do that as well. Uh, if you don't want to make that jump yet which is completely understandable by the way look it it takes a lot i have to watch somebody for a long ass time before i feel like i uh want to support them financially i really feel like i gotta just get to know them just have a nice little heart to heart with them personally and you know be part of that fucked up parasocial relationship where you feel like you're friends with the other person and you feel like you know the other person but they're not uh but you know they're not doing it for you also it looks like oh no the live stream is going away out shit (sighs) man one of the important one of the really important things about uh okay oh cool it looks like we're back now uh one of the like most important things to me is the idea of like recreating talk radio and having a, a live radio show up uh, there go there goes everybody sorry chat bye lost all of you to fucking internet issues i think the stream is back now but one of the things that is very important to me is just having a live radio show i'm sorry i'm gonna be stubborn about that i know i've been focusing more on the podcast a little bit lately as well too and you know those numbers are starting to go up the youtube numbers are starting to go up but look i'm still going to really try and focus on the live stream and focus on the live radio aspect of things because 
That that's important to me. I grew up listening to radio. I I don't want to say that I enjoy that fucked up parasocial relationship that I had with everybody that I listened to, but uh, I actually did kind of enjoy it. Look, it it gave me a reprieve. It felt like I was close to people, and I really hope that. I'm just trying to pay that back. I'm trying to kind of pay it forward a little bit where, you know, maybe if you want some social interaction, if you want people to talk to, or if you want uh, to feel like you're part of something, then that's kind of, that's the value that I'm, I'm trying to provide at least. So I'll circle it back a little bit. Uh, if you stick around a while, if you stick around long enough and you so happen to want to go to the Patreon and support it, then, you know, you'll get some benefits. You will. You will. We have some have some show incentives. We've got some, oh, classic, classic shows where I was fucking awful at having a conversation, and yet we were still doing this anyway. But, excuse me. Yeah, there are some incentives. So uh, you can, of course, choose to support that. If you would like to continue just, you know, listening along, having a good time, that's fantastic. That's great. I love all of you still. Just be sure to follow everything. Like, follow the shows on YouTube. Follow Simulation Radio on YouTube. Uh, and on socials, at Simulation Radio on everything. And subscribe to the very interesting show and Simulation Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to uh, having a good time with all of you that... I had when I was in rough times and, you know, just needed to feel like I was connecting with somebody. And that's, that's what I'm hoping to provide here. And now I am not Kent Brockman, but this is I on social media. You know, I really think this is the solution. When politicians have issues with each other, rather than going and talking shit on social media and just having this little little passive-aggressive fucking dumbass pussy tweet war with each other, then here's what I really think needs to happen, which is you head out into the ring like a real man and you settle your beef with the other politician in a knockdown drag-out fight. And this actually occurred at the Barstool Sports Rough and Rowdy uh, event that occurred this past weekend. This happens every year, I think, right? It's probably one of the biggest attractions at Barstool Sports. Well, somehow, that crazy bastard Dave Portnoy was able to make this happen between two Brazilian politicians. One of them is a 39-year-old Simão Pe- Pezoto, who is the mayor of Borba, Brazil. Partic- who participated in a three-round slugfest with his political rival, 45-year-old Arino Alvas da Silva, who was a former counselor in the area. So these two politicians in this local Brazilian area, uh, and apparently a very big insult to uh, people in Brazil is to call them scoundrels. Apparently those are fighting words. 
So De Silva, who was the former counselor, was critical of the mayor online and called him a scoundrel. And, you know, rather than continue to have this passive-aggressive social media war, uh, what they did was they went viral by having a three-round knockdown, drag-out MMA fight between each other. It punches, kicks, elbows, all that shit. And the mayor ended up winning the fight. I mean, after all, he is 39 years old versus the 45-year-old former counselor of the area. I'm really going to try to avoid saying these names again because, look, you heard it. You heard me fuck it up one time. That's probably enough, right? But this footage ended up going viral over the weekend. You know, just about everything from Rough and Rowdy goes viral, doesn't it? They take the most uh, misfit people and they just slam them in the ring and they just put them up against each other. And that's that's kind of how it goes. And I want to uh, show some of you guys footage of this fight. And I actually don't think, by the way, that there's that big of a disparity between 39 years old and 45 years old. Uh, at that age group, that's roughly the same uh, kind of physical prowess. At that point, it just depends on your fitness level, and it depends on some just a couple of other minor factors. I really don't think, just because the 39-year-old ended up winning, I, I don't know if it was solely because that he was six years younger. Maybe he's a former mayor, and he, or not a former mayor, but the current mayor, and he's seen some shit, and he's just got to get out there in the ring and start making stuff happen. I don't know. All right, here's let me show you guys some of this footage here because this is uh, this is just wild. This is wild stuff. And look, I'm I'm just saying I think that all politicians should probably settle their disputes like that. I, I'm I would pay every ounce of money that i had every penny i would drain my bank account to see uh for instance donald trump and joe biden just go at it in the ring i would fucking i would incinerate my bank account to see that i would live in poverty for the rest of my life to see that and if you're from this brazil town then you know maybe you kind of feel a similar way towards your leaders and this is you got the satisfaction of getting to see this in action. So let, let's let's check this out. What do you think about their fighting technique? They're they're going at it. Wow. That guy that's throwing all those punches, he seems kind of okay. This is very brawly, though. This is uh, this is a little. You can tell that these are not professional fighters, and that they're just kind of scrapping. This goes on for like two more minutes. I wonder if there's any good stuff. Do we get to see the knockout? All right, they're going back at it. They don't look the most healthy or the most in shape, but I guess that's what being a politician does. Also, what the fuck is the quality of this footage? Come on, TMZ. What are you doing with your life? Oh, there we go. The crowd goes wild. Oh, they really ramped up the energy. They're just beating the shit out of each other. 
So fortunately, well, maybe not fortunately, it depends on whose side you're on. The 39-year-old mayor uh, did end up winning this three-round slugfest. Fortunately, uh, it was just three rounds because I highly doubt that politicians that look like that can last any longer than three rounds. But hey, I am absolutely all for this because it's a good way to settle things. Again, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I would much rather have political debates. You just, you settle them in the ring. I'm telling you, that's how you settle things. Like real men is you head into the octagon or the fucking cube or whatever it is that they're doing. Isn't it supposed to be an octagon, by the way, in an MMA fight? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I know that that's how uh, MMA does it or UFC does it. It's the octagon. Dun, 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 dun. That that looked like a cube. All right, well, let, let's check that out again. That that. Oh shit! I gotta gotta refresh it. All right. Yeah, that that's a cube. Here, let me show you guys this again. Yep that that that's very cuby. It's not an octagon, but you know maybe that's just me. Uh, and there are two people in this next story that went viral. That I'm not look. I'm not saying that this is appropriate. But, you know, just hypothetically, if we were to have Elon Musk and Senator Elizabeth Warren just uh, fight it out in the ring, I, I don't really know who would win. I had this feeling that Elizabeth Warren, who is the uh, uh, Democrat senator of Massachusetts, I have this feeling that Elizabeth Warren's got some got some Karen fight in her. And Elon Musk is quick to call out this Karen energy because they they got in a spat on social media that went viral. Oh, my God. Look, settle things in the ring. Look, I mean, Elizabeth Warren is, you know, she's she's kind of woke enough to believe that, you know, you can uh, get in the ring and you can identify with whatever you want to and rights and all that shit. So, look, just get her in the ring. Get her in the ring with Elon. Elon would beat the shit out of her. But, you know, at the same time, I really sense this, like, really fierce uh, Karen energy from Elizabeth Warren. And, you know, maybe she's got a shot here. I'm not going to completely count her out of this because I, I I think she's got a shot. But uh, Elon Musk and Elizabeth Warren did get in a spat on social media. Oh, no, a spat on social media. Twitter is real life. Everybody really cares about this. <laughs> Hey, wake up. Elizabeth Warren tweeted out yesterday to Elon Musk being named Times Person of the Year, which, by the way, uh, is not necessarily a good thing. I know uh, Time does this all the time where they'll put a, a controversial figure as the person of the year and they'll say, look, we're, we're just they were influential. They might not have been good, but they were just they had a lot of impact on the world, man. And Obviously, they're not going to come out and say that Elon Musk is, you know, a, one of those people that falls in the good category here. Because let's be honest, Elon Musk is kind of a renegade. He does his own shit. He is not a fucking slave to the narrative. And I think that rubs people the wrong way. And so, of course, time is going to frame this as, look, he had a lot of influence. They actually had some good stuff to say about him when they named him in as the time person of the year, which was a little bit surprising to me. I did not think they would do that. I kind of thought that they would go the whole uh, uh, just meme lord uh, kind of shithead. He's ultra rich route and just, you know, kind of declare the eat the rich shit that all the far lefties do. But Elizabeth Warren is one of those people that is not having it. 
She says, let's rig or let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. First of all, that is some that is some awful energy. That is really like uh, resentful Karen level energy to say that Elon is freeloading off of everyone else. First of all, he does a lot of stuff. He's probably the front runner of trying to further humankind. Like, I that I don't get. He runs like 12 fucking companies. I get that he, he is doing kind of some questionable stuff. And I'm sure that he does the same thing that all the rich people do, which is cheese the fuck out of their taxes so that they're paying as little as possible. But, I mean, that's what you get to do as a rich person. Like, that that's kind of how it works. You can afford high-powered CPAs and people that know all their shit. And you can pay as little taxes as possible. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing because, you know, if... If they wanted to redo the tax code, they probably could have done it by now. But, of course, Elizabeth Warren uh, is is here to complain. I, I just really don't see the freeloading off everyone else angle. But, as per usual, Elon Musk does not take tweets sitting down, except when he is shitting, which he has claimed that that's where half of his tweets came from. So, I honestly would not be surprised if this, if this little Twitter spat uh, Elon just happened to have on the toilet. <laughs> He responded, stop projecting, linking to an article about how Elizabeth Warren is a fraud and she lied about being Native American and she, she sought to benefit from all of this uh, identitarian stuff, which is, you know, kind of the side that she ends up falling on, which is the identity trumps all over everything. Elon Musk also said, you remind me of when I was a kid and my angry or my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. Oh, no, he called her Senator Karen. You know, I, I think this is going to have to call for a, uh, a three round, round MMA fight. fight where they fight to the death. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> this is, of course, I believe she's just trying to gum up some controversy because her and uh other democratic lawmakers in dc right now are considering wealth taxes and other measures that could potentially put people like elon musk jeff bezos and mark zuckerberg on the hook for billions by taxing their unrealized gains yeah if you guys have heard of that uh they are proposing a bill that is going to tax people's unrealized gains which uh would not just affect people at the top level that would actually affect you know retail investors if you're one of those people that you know maybe started trading stock or started trading crypto this year or last year then uh-oh they're you're gonna tax the fuck out of you and i just don't think that's gonna work and i also don't really think that's gonna pass but you know at least elon's not taking this sitting down well he probably is sitting down a reality tv star who is the star one of the stars, at least, on the show 90 Day Fiance has built an impressive social media following, and she has used that social media following to go on TikTok and sell jars of her farts for $1,400 each. My God, my God, that's... I, I get... Okay, in one of her posts, she has the comment, don't hate the player, hate the game with a uh, emoji which i i kind of like that emoji but not when it's coming from generic fucking e-girl thoughts that got their start from reality tv 
She decided to get into the professional farting game and sells them inside glass mason jars for 1400 bucks each. To prepare her body, she admits to eating some beans, a protein muffin, hard-boiled eggs, a protein shake, and some yogurt for breakfast. Combining those ingredients in her stomach helps produce loads of gas and a pungent smell. Like, oh god, she's purposefully eating shit to make her smell like shit, and then she's fucking bottling it up in glass bottles and sending them to poor simps that will pay $1,400 for them. And she's not... I mean, she's not any hotter than any fucking random generic Instagram or TikTok e-girl or thought. She recently started adding a little bit of garnish to her product. I like to add a little flower petal. I feel like they attach the scent and like just make it last longer. And when I'm finally finished, I like to leave a personalized note for the super cute person who paid me $1,400. You know what? I... I hate to do this to you, Chad. I really hate to do this to you guys, but uh, we're we're gonna have to see this. We are going to have to uh, just see this post, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to have to subject you to the sound of this woman's voice. I, I'm sorry. I I hate to do it, but that is unfortunately the reality of the situation. Look, if I've got to suffer, if then you you guys have got to suffer with me like we're, we're in this together we are in this together chat selling my jars of farts and ever since my last tiktok went viral i've been getting a lot of questions such as how long do the farts last did i really fart 97 times in two days Who oh god buys my farts and why Ugh. and what are some of my tips? this is so cringy and tricks do you really have to get it out and smell it yourself what are you like testing the product before you send it to that fucking poor simp who paid you fourteen hundred dollars Jesus. Jesus. All right. So uh, before I get too mad, let's let's show you one more of these. <laughs> Life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar. So I like to get things rolling. Oh, God. Do we really have to see beans, your daily life? A protein muffin, sometimes even a yogurt. Less sugar is better. Some hard. This has almost 5,000 likes. I myself a protein shake with some yogurt added to it. On and, social oh, media. I was feeling it for sure. Uh, while I wait for those parts to develop. Oh, God. I, I, you know what? I'm sorry. All right. You guys were right. I can't finish this. She still uses the 90 day fiance hashtags in her her posts because, you know, she's got to she, she, of course, has got to continue to cash in on that fame. She has to. God. All right. You know, I don't think we have enough time to uh, cover the Hassan getting banned from Twitch thing. But essentially what happened was he was banned for using the word cracker on stream, which Twitch seemingly considers a slur. And Hassan notably uh, similar to like Vosh, who also got banned. If you're familiar with the uh, Twitch world, then uh, they're they're kind of those hypocritical socialist types. You know, the ones that live in two million dollar houses and then go on to to preach about socialism and how the rules apply to everybody else except for me. And essentially, what he's whining about is that Twitch suspended him for this. And look, it the fact is is that. You're, it's not just racism if I don't I don't even know how to start here because there are so many possible fuck, fucking angles to this but 
you know, racism doesn't just apply to who you want it to apply to. And these are the same people that will go and whine about, uh, you know, saying that other people should be just stripped of their platforms because they said something that they don't like. And, you know, as soon as it applies to them, then, you know, that's when they have a problem. So it's the whole rules for thee and not for me. So I can't say that I'm sad at all. He he is generally kind of an annoying figure. And the fact that so many people uh, somehow think that he's not a hypocrite is, I don't know, blows my mind. But, you know, th- that that's just the Twitch demographic. And I leave it at that. And that was Eye on Social Media. Wow. Infotainment. We've got a little bit of time left, and so we have to do. We have to make this really, really quick. We got to hit it and quit it to close it out today. So let's wrap it up with "Reach for the Sky." Oh no, not my shit! Somebody do something! Reach for the sky! Oh, oh no. no, Sheriff Woody! We do have, of course, our five categories of candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And we close the show out every day by going to randomquestionmaker.com to kind of cool down from the news of the day because I, I know that it's a lot. It's a lot to get you fired up. Not like yesterday. Yesterday was rough. But, you know, today we had some fun. And I will continue to have fun so that we don't fall into that whole fucking... Uh, a conservative radio pattern where it's just soulless and lifeless and I'm just sucking my own dick all the time. Look, I still can't reach that far. My back can't stretch that that much. I'm not that flexible. So, of our five categories. You know, I think we're going to go with a weird one today. We do have candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And I feel like weird is an underappreciated category. And I save it because when other people come on the show... I present them with these categories, and they pick weird 100% of the time, which means that I tend to not pick it as often when it's just me by myself. And so we're gonna go with we're gonna go with a, a weird one today. So let's let's check out some of these questions. And what is the best job you ever had? Honestly, I gotta say the one that, that I have now. Like, it sounds like a boring office job from the inside, but, you know, I'm, I'm being paid decently. It's not completely fucking uh, soul-crushing like some of the other shit that I've done, and I'm fairly good at it. I'm learning a lot. All my coworkers kind of like me because I'm productive and I do shit and at least act like a likable person enough around them. Maybe I'm faking it. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? But I'd, I'd probably say this one. And, you know, until I'm making double my salary doing this or some other, you know, kind of business venture, then I'll probably stay at that job for a while, which I will not go into too many details about for, uh, for fear of being doxxed. All you got, all you guys have got to know it's, it's just an off, it's an office job. I crunch numbers all day and, uh, work on spreadsheets and deal with some sales data and shit like that. That is all you got to know. And that is probably all you will continue to know because I do not really want to have those two worlds collide because this is this job is kind of something that I want to cultivate a little bit and stick with. So we're, we're keeping those separate. So don't come and find me and burn my house down because I that would make me very sad. Very sad. 
So thank you all for joining me tonight. I do, of course, love every single one of you. You are all fantastically sexy. You have an at least eight inch cock or, you know, just uh, ridiculously big tits, whichever one you prefer. Or, you know, or you have a micro penis if that's what you want. Only if that's what you want, though. Just whatever size you want, that's what you got. And I love all of you. I will see you all tomorrow. Follow at Simulation Radio on everything. And stay tuned. We'll have some fun. And I'll try and get a better night of sleep, for God's sake. Bye.